0: Let's talk about success. I'd love to share with you the things that have been most important for me in terms of building a successful life. And I was thinking about what qualifies me to talk about success before I recorded this. And, you know, there are two things. Firstly, I have a microphone. So that, if you've listened to many podcasts these days, that's, that's the only qualifying factor. I have a microphone and you will listen to me. Great line from The Wedding Singer if you missed that reference. Um, but I, I do think I'm successful, which is an interesting thing to say because very rarely do you ever hear anyone admit that. It, like, I just watched the NBA playoffs, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors won four championships and that's successful. But if you interview that team and they are, you, are you a success, they'll be like, yeah, I mean, we're a successful team, but gee, we'd like to win six. And Michael Jordan, he he won six. So yeah, that, that'd that be real success. So it's like, yeah, we're getting there and we've achieved something good, but oh yeah, there's still more to come. So are we successful? Yeah, we're successful, but not as successful as we want to be. Or you interview someone who's earned ten million dollars. Are you successful? Yeah, I'm successful, but I'd love to earn twenty million dollars. Or you know someone who's won the won a gold medal. Are you successful? Yeah, well I won this Olympics, but I'd love to win the next World Championships and next Olympics. So it's like when when are you ever successful? And so I think about my life. I think about my relationships. I, my, my marriage is, is lovely. The space between Catherine and I is clean. We've been married 23 years. That, to me, is a successful relationship. That's what I started out to do, to, to fall in love with someone and to do life together and to have a sweet experience of that. Um, I, I look at the work that I'm doing. So I do what I want to do. I created... Uh, the insecurity project, which didn't exist before, so that's work out of my own essence. It's work out of the overflow of my own journey. It's work that that is meaningful. It's work that does good in the world. It's work that rewards me financially. I'm not, uh, you know, a slave to someone else's vision. I get to serve my own vision, do my own work in a way that rewards me financially. I have more money than I need that's that's success that's and these experiences haven't always been mine so these are what i set out to do and end of here i feel like health is a measure of success that i'm healthy i'm vibrant i'm alive i'm not carrying extra weight i run without pain that's that's success that has to be success Uh, i feel connected to purpose I, i feel spiritual i feel alive that's all the stuff that actually matters when when i consider it and so I'd, I'd love to share with you 15 things that I think have contributed to that. And there are, there are obviously more things and there are other people's things. And so I, I don't want to talk about other people's things because you can find other people's things in, in what they talk about and they talk about it better than I talk about it because it's their things. So what I'd love to share with you are my things, the things that have um, been my experience and what has enabled me to to live a successful life, a meaningful life, a fulfilling life and will continue to set me up to continue to do that um, for the next season of my life and on and on. So number one is to, in some way, connect with the best in the world every day or, or as often as possible. And the way that I've done that most is to turn my car or my phone into a university. So I just think, sure, I live in Goulburn, so um, no slight on Goulburn, but I don't think there's many world-class individuals that live in Goulburn. There's not many world-class experiences in Goulburn. And Goulburn's kind of an average place with lots of average people, and that's just how it is. It's a it's a rural town, and so not a lot of people. Uh, so if I'm going to connect with the best in the world, I've got to look outside of Goulburn. And you think, well, that's, that's unfortunate because I live in Goulburn. But no, it's not unfortunate. We live in a digital age, access to all kinds of extraordinary information and people and they're there on your phone. They're there in your car. You can listen to them on your ear, in your ears. You can read their books. You can join their podcasts. You can access people. And so that, to me, has been life-changing every day to seek out someone who's vibrating at a different level, who believes different things than I, who has achieved greater things than I have done, who is convinced the world works differently than I do, people that stretch me, that inspire me, that... Um, just caused me to fall in love with being alive again and and fall in love with the possibilities. So I love listening to biographies. I love hearing people's journey. How did you get here? And, and what did you learn along the way? I, I love reading, listening to books and podcasts. That has been a game changer. And the accessibility of it is just, it seems like a no brainer. Um, Number two, power and grace. So you may have seen that I've got those two words tattooed on my shins. And to me, they've been what has contributed to the life that I have. You know, power to not shirk away from the fact that I am a powerful, powerful human being and that I can do whatever I want, that I have this extraordinary life-giving creative force inside of me and that is, that is the energy of the cosmos, that is the divine, that is in me. And so to imagine that I couldn't do or I couldn't have or there were some limits is to misunderstand who I really am and to step into that power to access full responsibility and choice with, with every cell in my body to lean into that power, whether it looks possible or not, just to know what lies dormant inside me. That has been extraordinary but then coupled with that is grace. So it's like for all the power I have, I can't make the sun shine, I can't make it rain, I couldn't put the fires out when you know in the summer a few years ago when we were all suffering in bushfires. I I run out of air in a couple of minutes if there's no oxygen. I can't grow food like that that's all beyond me and so this this word of grace to me is this openness, this reverence, this deep connection to a spiritual existence, to a higher power, to a source that is around me, to um, to surrender to the wonder of creation and, and to live in awe, to to be constantly s- astonished at the wonder of what it means to be alive, to look down at my hands and see the fingers move and just be gobsmacked at the magic of how is that actually happening. <laughs> and And that... That grace, that openness, that presence, that connection—that—that that is extraordinary. Couple together, power and grace; those things must go together. If you're just living in grace, then you're hoping everything outside of you—you're not. You have misunderstood who you really are. If you're just caught up in your own power, you—you um, you have missed who you are in the context of the universe. Um, number three: uh, invite a select few people into your life and give them full access to speak into reality so find some wisdom characters um who are not just out there people world class people that you listen to on your phone or you read their books but you find some real people and you let them you know get up close and personal with you and into every nook and cranny of your life you give them access find a coach a, a mentor but a wisdom character like we need help at certain times real help in pivotal moments um so that's that's been non-negotiable, that I cannot talk about anything I've achieved in life without referencing the key people, the Greg Bellingham's, the Ian Snape's, um, uh, the, the Glenn Carlson's, the people who have at key moments put their finger on stuff, have said things that no one else could say to me and have embodied that message and so have said it with integrity in a way that's transformational. Number four, um, heal the wounds of your past. Uh, you've, you've got to go back. No child escapes their childhood without picking up woundedness. So to to succeed as an adult, you've actually got to eradicate insecurity as, as soon as it's no longer useful. And that's a key distinction because... The relationship between insecurity and performance as we age suggests that insecurity has its place and can actually be very useful in our 20s. The energy to prove and defend causes you to do all kinds of interesting things, but it's toxic, destructive energy and you get to midlife still with that insecurity driving you, it'll ruin your life and cause you to ruin other people's lives as well. You want to succeed, you have to be whole, you have to be healed, and there is a beautiful opportunity for that healing and wholeness because inside you, you have a child that needs that healing, and it's your job. You're the only one. You've got to go back. You've got to reconcile. You've got to review the data. You've got to be wrong about the assumptions. You've got to accept that fact that you were wrong about almost every assumption you made about who you are and what you're worth and how the world worked. You've got to apologize for holding on to those assumptions for so long. You've got to update your opinions, your agreements, your beliefs. That is an essential part, obviously, of success. Number five is about fully becoming an adult. And the, the best metaphor of that is to upgrade your internal operating system. Adult up. The aim of being an adult is to be self-sufficient. That's not just physical and financial. That's intellectually. That's relationally. That's spiritually. That's psychologically. That that means working out how to bring things in-house, specifically your core needs, to rather than outsourcing certainty and variety and significance and love to the world, which is all the child can do, the adult must find a way to be their own certainty, to be their own significance, to love themselves. That's, that's the job. If you haven't updated that, then you are operating in an adult world still as a child. How are you supposed to succeed at anything you do if you're still running operating system 1.0? Number six, reinvent yourself in each new season. I often get emotional and just the wonder and gratitude of the seasons in my life, and the, and the fact that in some some way I didn't get stuck, that I showed up wholehearted in each season and and worked it who I needed to be in that season. But then when that season came to an end, and the the ability, the ability to listen and sense the season coming to an end, to let go of that version and to update to the next one, and so this this ability of, you know, it's not who this question of identity, who are you, is just—it doesn't really make sense. It's who would you like to be, and do you give yourself permission to be that person? Because you can be anyone that you want to be as long as you give yourself permission to be that. Which, which is number seven, and I've got fifteen, so I'll just break this into two. I'll, I'll talk about the next seven or eight next week. Um, I'll wrap up with this one. So live, be, do, have. Um, and I, I said, you know, it's only my things. Be to have is not my thing, I promise you. <laughs> and all of these ideas have been influenced by others. Uh, but combining this with Stephen Covey's idea that everything is created twice. So rather than living uh, have to be, which is a victim to wait until conditions are perfect or I have enough results or resources to do the things I want to do, um, or living as a worker, just to head, head down, bum up, it's to live as a winner. And um, success comes by by being who you'd like to be ahead of time. That's been extraordinary to realize, you know, to begin with the end in mind, to um, to see it and, and believe that's the future that I desire and then to go be that person now, to dress like that person, to talk like that person, to show up like that person, to walk into a room like that person before I have any right. Because if I can't see myself as that person, then no one else is, will, ever, will ever do that. So um, to live... You know, It's not about what you need to do, it's who you need to be and the ability to step into that way of being, to model it where you've seen it elsewhere and to apply it to your own life. So I hope that's useful. I'll uh, unpack the second half of the success principles next week. You've been listening to the Insecurity Project podcast. All you need to solve any problem is the proven framework and someone skillful enough to hold you in the space until it works. If this is your year to be insecurity free, jump on the insecurityproject.com and begin your journey to become unhindered by getting a free copy of the 7 Essential Practices for Overcoming Insecurity.